Hi, Peter Navarro here with a new episode of the Taking Back Trump's America podcast. A little um, taste of some of the guest hosting I did for Steve Bannon on Bannon's War Room. Enjoy. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Peter K. Navarro in for Stephen K. Bannon. We're going to follow up uh, the interview with uh, Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania with a broader look um, at the national uh, scene. Uh, The mission here really uh, is to take back both the House and Senate. We've got mm, less than 25 days now to game day. It's really important that the posse not only get out on game day, but I think what, what you got to do is, like, adopt a candidate or two. We had Mo Bannon on a little earlier talking about uh, the Vega race in Virginia. That's a toss-up race. It's a chance to take back one that Pelosi stole in 2018 to give her majority. The reason why this is so important um, is, is really uh, twofold. One is Congress... Uh, in the hands of the Democrats, are destroying destroying our economy with bill after bill after bill of reckless spending that's like throwing gasoline on the inflationary fire. And equally important, uh, the House in particular, under Pelosi's so-called leadership, has weaponized the investigatory powers of Congress in an unconstitutional way, And uh, their main target is none other than Donald John Trump, who Nancy Pelosi has said she wants to put in prison. And she is trying to do everything possible, everything possible to uh, take down Donald Trump in a preemptive coup uh, before he even declares his candidacy um, for president, which I predict he will do at least by Christmas. Uh, Let's bring in now uh, Boris Epstein, hopefully to have a discussion. Um, Boris, um, you've got some data. Let's start with um, the the Senate. Um, I'm thinking 53, 47 Republicans, if all goes well. What say you, sir? Hey, Peter, good to be with you. Good to be with Jackie P., Jack for the Great, Jack for Sobiec. Peter Navarro, of course, is the honey honey badger, the one and only David K. Bannon continues standing up for America, continues standing up for the MAGA movement, continues standing up for President Trump, continues his fight, and continues to be a leader in our movement as we take back the House and the Senate in November and then March to 2024. We hope and expect President Trump takes back the White House. So here's what we got. Nationwide, let's take a look at the Senate right now. This is real clear politics, not Trafalgar. It's not Russ Musson. They're projecting exactly, Peter, as you said, 53 to 47, 53 to 47 on the Senate seats. They're, they're having Republicans obviously keep Ohio and Pennsylvania. We'll talk about that Pennsylvania specifically in a minute. You've got uh, <laughs> Reekin and Bernie's Fetterman completely falling apart. But they also have Republicans taking Nevada, Republicans taking Arizona, Republicans taking Georgia. And I'm going to throw in that just this morning. Boris, quickly, are they saying that Blake Masters is going to beat Mark Kelly in Arizona? That that's, would be that's, that would be that's great what they have right news, now, Peter. sir. Yep, that's what they have right now. They've got Blake Masters 
beating Mark Kelly. And if you if you watch that debate, if you watch the Blake Masters Mark Kelly debate, Peter, you would have saw Blake Masters somebody who stands with the American people, stands with the people of the, of the great state of Arizona. And you know the Grand Canyon State is deep, near and dear to my heart. It's a place I spent a lot of time. I call my second home state. Uh, and Blake Masters stands with those people while Mark Kelly stands with China. He stands with global. He stands with woke radicals. You know, Peter, I think as we've discussed time and time and time again, and Jack, you agree with this as well, I believe, you've got Blake Masters who represents, who stands for people of Arizona, and Mark Kelly who stands for Washington, D.C. But here's, so this is 53 to 47. This is when New Hampshire is still going and, be, you know, staying with the Democrats. Just this morning, just this morning, a few minutes ago, a brand new poll released, a major poll from Tony Fabrizio, who's a world-class pollster, Fabrizio Lee releasing a poll showing the New Hampshire Senate race between Don Bolduc, Don Bolduc, whose website's donbolduc.com, the guy's a total killer, Don Bolduc, and Maggie Hassan, sitting senator, is within two points. I didn't stutter. I didn't make a mistake. Don Bolduc and Maggie Hassan, sitting senator, is within two points. 49 to 47. That, that, is the, so, that is the hardest state in the union, I think, to poll because the people in the state of New Hampshire are rightly so um, the most independent voters and thinkers probably in the country. Oh, no doubt about it. But, yeah, Peter, as you said, you're right. The, the New Hampshire voters are smart. New Hampshire voters don't just you know, automatically press a button. And they know that Maggie Hassan has failed them. Maggie Hassan is just a yes vote for the failed, disgusting policies of the Democrats, which are destroying our country. And Don Bolduc is an American hero. Don Bolduc is, so, is somebody who is going to fight for MAGA when he, is, uh, when he is in the Senate. So that's New Hampshire. Boris, let's I'm move. Not, um, yeah. Hold on let's one second. Move. I'm also not move? writing. Hold on one second. I'm also not writing yep. Washington State off the wall. Tiffany Smiley against Patty Murray. That's another race to keep an eye on. So we've got a realistic shot to 55-45. As we look at the Senate map, fifty-five. Where's the Colorado race in this poll? Where's the Colorado? The Colorado race, race is nowhere because President Trump has come in and he's correctly destroyed O'Day, called O'Day a yeah. rhino because this guy O'Day is yeah. trying to play footsie yeah. with with the rhinos. Oh, I'm not so much with President Trump. Hey, you want to you want to play stupid games? You get stupid prizes. Colorado, not yes. a shot because O'Day is Good. a rhino. Doesn't stand with MAGA. All right, let's move to the House, because for me, Boris, the, the House, as important as the Senate might be, for me, the House is even more important for 2024, because uh, that the select committee, these impeachments, all the stuff that Pelosi has done. You mean the done, unselect they committee, want, Peter? Yes, they, they, they want to wound and take out Donald Trump, and we need the House. So tell me, um, what's your chart? You want to pull up a chart on the House, please? And yeah, uh, go through it and, and highlight... I like the toss-up ones where where the war room can help get people over, this is over the, the top. This is a generic congressional right now. Uh, Denver, please put it up. Uh, we, we said it over yesterday. And if you look at that delta, look at the spread right now, it's 48-44 generic on, on polling. What that usually translates to, it translates to 50-60. It could be 70 seats. As I said, I'm looking at a 70-seat pickup, a 70-seat pickup for What's it? What's the time frame on that? What's the time frame on that chart? Because that 
that last part of it where where red <laughs> just takes off up uh, and, and pulls away from the Democrats like that's incredible. That's an incredible break that's, towards that's the Republican week. Party. That's, that's amazing. I, that, that's days. like that is that is there. that is a hundred seats for a hundred years. Boris, give me give me your top ten or top five that you want the posse to make sure we bring home um, for the Republicans. Steve, what you see happening last week is a complete annihilation in enthusiasm, where MAGA and the Republicans are coming in strong and Democrats are destroyed. There was that little bit of pop of enthusiasm for Democrats after jobs in the summer, but now because of the weaponization of law enforcement, the illegal, unconstitutional, unwarranted raid on President Trump's home of Mar-a-Lago, the absolute annihilation of our southern border, the fact that we don't have law and order in this country, that criminality is absolutely, is totally runaway. The combination of those factors is what you see in this, in this red spiking up and blue going down. In terms of, in terms of the two races, you've got to be looking at Eli Crane in Arizona against O'Halloran. That's a, that, that's a direct pickup right there. There's no, no two ways about it. You've got to be yeah. looking at, at, uh, at Caroline Levitt in New Hampshire against, against Pappas. Caroline came in strong during that primary, and now she's bringing all the heat necessary. You got Sue Kylie in New Jersey. You got Joe Kent in, uh, Joe Kent in Washington. There's MAGA pickups all over the country. And you've got Kevin Kiley in California. If, as we march, the Rio Grande, obviously vital, as the MAGA posse looks at the map, there's the, even seats like Rhode Island, where you have a, you have a plus eight Democrat seat. That's a seat now that is in play. And the Democrats what? are pulling money out of and Republicans are spending money in. What's the polling um, that you put up in that chart say in terms of the number of the net gain in the House? How many seats were reflected in that polling? Does it I'm say? saying uh, my, my net gain view right now, as we sit here, yeah. is 50 is the downside. And, we're, and a lot could change in, t- in two weeks. But we're looking at 50 on the downside, 70 above on the upside. I think we will be able to annihilate mm-hmm. the 90, 1994 wave and the 2010 wave. Yeah, my dark horse, Boris, uh, I'd love to see Peter Hernandez uh, win in that newly formed Latino district in California. Help that guy, Peter Hernandez. He's running against a a really bad dudette uh, who's part of that unselect committee. Uh, She's been there way too long, arrogant. Yeah. Thoughts on that race? It's an absolute uh, possibility for Peter Hernandez, who is – very authentic to that district, Latino, smart, hardworking, tough. Peter Hernandez is taking on Zoe Lofton, who's a complete and total and utter disaster as a woke radical and pushing, as you said, the witch hunt of the unselect committee. So everybody's got to come out for Peter, support Peter, Peter Hernandez. Take a look at him, Peter Hernandez, California 18. I think, Peter, you're going to have him on the show at some point today. Have him give, it, have him give his presentation, talk about just how much we need to support him in beating that corrupt, radical Zoe Lofgren. That race is absolutely yeah. in play. We are not writing off anything, and specifically not writing off Peter Hernandez being able to beat and crush Zoe Lofgren in that new California 18 district. All right, Boris, take us uh, out with your social media co- coordinates. Uh, hot on the gram, oh, of course. <laughs> I could probably <laughs> I'm here, Peter, Go ahead. <laughs> I'm hot on the gram, baby. <laughs> 
Yeah. We're, sta- right. we're standing. But remember, we're standing with remember, the Getter's the Twitter killer. Okay, brother. So what, what do you got? Well, you got thirty yeah, seconds. Hey, hey, you keep, you keep, you keep your one-liners. I'll keep mine, my man. We're standing yeah, with the Honey go. Badger today, Stephen K. Banner. I'm hot on the website BorisCP.com. Go to the website right now BorisCP.com. Hot on Getter at BorisCP. Twitter at BorisCP. Hot on Truth Social at Boris. Hot on the Grand Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong. God bless all offense and Shabbat Shalom. All right, we'll be right back in the war room. Peter Navarro in for Stephen K. Bannon. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Peter K. Navarro in for Stephen K. Bannon. You are in the war room. Uh, we, uh, We love to go around this country and tap into what's going on in different states of the union. Uh, what I want to do now is go to the state of Connecticut, which <laughs> look, it's a, it's historically a, a pure blue state populated um, by a lot of uh, suburban commuters um, into wall street who um, embrace and salute the globalist flag, uh, give a lot of money to Democrats. And when you think about Connecticut, you don't exactly think about um, MAGA red. Um, but I want to bring in a guy, uh, um, Todd, if you can, just, just tell, a little, tell the audience a little bit about who you are, what you do, and then let's talk a little bit about um, uh, the possible change in Connecticut politics. Sir, Todd. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me on. I'm an Air Force Academy grad. I flew special operations helicopters back in the day, but now I run CDM.press, which is a global media company. We have a paper in Connecticut, the Connecticut Sentinels with a C. And look, we've been talking to people on our ground, our team there. And yes, a lot of people have given up on Connecticut, but Connecticut is on fire and is on in play. I can tell you right now, the, the, the left just gave uh, the Connecticut Republican candidates a huge uh, giveaway with this CDC announcement. The parents are up in arms. Governor Lamont was challenged by his GOP challenger in the coming election, Bob Stefanowski. Stefanowski said he would not enforce a vaccine mandate on children. Lamont wavered and said he would just trust the experts. And I'm telling you right now, after we have talked to a lot of parents, there are literally hundreds of thousands of Connecticut families that could pull their children from school Connecticut, if they va- mandate the vaccines, Denang Dick, let me, uh, just, let me, uh, and Lamont, let me just, just make, yeah, Todd, Todd, let me just, just yeah. for, for the audience here, because this vaccine thing, first of all, it's not a vaccine. Um, it's unfortunate that we keep referring to it as, as Doc Malone on this show has frequently explained, it's an experimental technology that gets injected in your body. And I go back when I was in the administration under President Trump back in the very dark days of February uh, 2020, when communist China first gave us this virus, we were we were in the fog of war trying to figure out what exactly we could do. And one of the options besides therapeutics, of course, was a possible, quote, vaccine, unquote. And the tragedy here, and it's a tragedy yet to be told, which I think President Trump even has to be better informed about is that from day one, day one, that healthcare bureaucracy, CDC, FDA, Tony Fauci's NIH, 
consistently lied to us with the help of the two leading vaccine, quote, developers, Pfizer and Moderna. Uh, They hid data from us. And what we know now is that these quasi vaccines uh, can destroy uh, the, the reproductive health of women. Uh, They can destroy the hearts through myocarditis of young men. And it is insane. It is insane to be injecting young children by force anywhere in this friggin' country under CDC policy. And and I, 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 I kick it back to you, Todd, but the outrage, I'm hoping people understand that people in Connecticut have on average, higher incomes and higher education levels. The parents in Connecticut should get this. What say you, sir? Yeah, unfortunately, this area has been in the past very uh, believing in the propaganda. That's starting to change in a massive way. Uh, Abortion, which the Democrats are trying to push here, is not working. George Logan in CT5, we have uh, predicted he will win the race, which is a pickup, which used to be a Republican district 20 years ago. He's going against Johanna Hayes, who's corrupt, and her corruption has been all over the papers. Mike France could win in CT2. Uh, and the big one, uh, Denang Dick just pulled from the Leo Levy, Cuban-born anti-communist who's running for the Senate. Uh, she is surging. Uh, she is neck and neck with Bloom, uh, Blumenthal right now and literally could pick up a Senate seat unexpected here in Connecticut. So Connecticut is on fire. You've also got Alan Fung in Rhode Island up eight points in his district. There's going to be a lot of change in New England, and I, I think people are starting to wake up. Well, Todd, that, that, to me, this is the biggest news. I mean, Steve Bannon rightly focuses on places like the Rio Grande Valley and the seismic shift in the Hispanic vote moving towards the Republican Party, and for good reason. It's the traditional, often Catholic values of Latinos, um, plus the the work ethic that attract them to the values of the MAGA movement. Uh, But it's also true that the soccer moms, the, the higher educated elites who have hitherto drunk the Kool-Aid of the Democrats, particularly on the pandemic, (laughs) they don't. Look, if you're a parent, if you're a parent and they're telling you you've got to force your young kids to take a vaccine that could destroy their heart and ovaries, what? It's insane. It's insane. And, And if that's a salient issue, I mean, talk about, you know, compare that with Roe v. Wade, right? Think about that for a minute. It's like like you've got young children that could have their ovaries and hearts destroyed by force by a vaccine. Is, is that what's primarily moving this seismic shift, or is it the economy, Todd? It's both, because, you know, people don't feel the bad economy as much here. It's a very wealthy area. However, um, they are starting to feel the effects from their children who live outside of Connecticut, et cetera, or in the cities or in the rural areas of Connecticut. As you mentioned, the cities are 40 percent Hispanic, Peter. Uh, That's not a well-known fact in Connecticut, and that has been moving to the GOP. Uh, A majority of those are now voting Republican, which is something uh, the Democrats just didn't think of. 
But yes, the vaccine is the, horrific. The uh, cities, the, Todd, the, let, me, let me parse yeah. that for a minute. The cities, major cities in Connecticut, Bristol, where else? Where, where are we talking? Bridgeport, you know, Bridgeport, um, you know, some of the, the, the maybe not the 40%, capital, but the, the other cities along the coast. Yeah. 40% Hispanic. And, and, yes. and are these Cuban immigrants, Puerto Rico, um, from Mexico? Oh, where, what's the, it's a, what's the, composition? it's a variety, Peter. I mean, we've got Colombians. We, yes, we've got, uh, you know, recent immigrants and a lot of these are, they, they want immigration done right. Uh, they, they, they want to stand up for American values. They came here legally and they, they want, people to come here legally as well. And, and they're upset about the Southern border and it's a huge issue. Plus they're very religious and in, 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 in Connecticut, especially, which is the belly of the beast for this leftist movement. Uh, the, the Hispanics are not happy with the destruction of Christianity that they're seeing around the world and, and specifically in the United States. How, how many congressional districts in Connecticut? Do you know offhand? I don't know offhand. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, I, I'm not but a Connecticut got, resident. Can't get back to you on that. You've got at least three I'll circle back. seats that are Democrat now that are in play. Yes. Is that correct? And, All right, do me a favor. For the posse, could you go over, uh, name the, the district and the Republican candidate in each once more? Because, look, the canon of Stephen K. Bannon is action, action, action. And wherever you live in this great country— you may not live in a place where the congressional race is competitive. Yeah, you want to get out and vote on game day. Got to do that. But it's also true that in order to take back the House in particular, we're going to have to win a bunch of races around this country. And to the extent that you can can adopt a candidate, do that. So so let's get let's put out um, the, the names of those three races you mentioned and um, again, sure. give him a quick press say. George Logan in CT5 has run against uh, corrupt Johanna Hayes. Uh, we think he's going to win that race, but obviously he has to get above the fraud. Uh, Mike France in CT2 could beat Joe Courtney. And Leora Levy could beat Richard Blumenthal for the U.S. Senate. Um, these races are all neck and neck. We think Logan is ahead more than the others. But Levy, for instance, has closed a double-digit gap. And, and even the governor's race now with this vaccine possible mandate and Lamont waffling on he'll you and your kids with a deadly serum is, is really going to open up that governorship race as well. And, and let me say one more thing, Peter. We have an event. Sure. Uh, our, our, our veteran journalist, Christine Dolan, is holding an event in Westport, Connecticut on the 1st of November in the library. Peter McCullough is going to be there. Uh, Mary Holland from Children's Health Defense. Um, Kevin Jenkins from Urban Health Alliance, uh, Alina Fishbane from No Left Turn. It's going to be a real opening for, you know, of information for Connecticut people who really want to understand. It's called the protection of children. So if you're in the area, please go to our link, cdm.press, and check it out and, 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 and come to the event. Well, here's what I can guarantee, sir. Um, if mm -hmm. we're able to take back both the House and the Senate on game day on November 9th. By January, when the new Congress takes a seat, you will see hearings that will lay bare this entire scam being run by Pfizer 
and Moderna and the CDC and Fauci on this vaccine. They have hid. They like we the war room has had Naomi Wolf, Doc Malone, others on this show who have repeatedly demonstrated that the CDC is lying by omission. Pfizer is hiding data from us, and it's really important uh, that we get that. So, so a salute to you. One last thing: it's like, I, how do you make money on a newspaper these days? Uh, it, it's all I, it's I all digital. That was over. <laughs> It's, all, it's digital. all digital, but we we have papers up and down the coast, and we're opening them around the country. We're in Miami, Manhattan, Georgia, Connecticut. We just opened our Armed Forces Press site. Uh, we're, there's so much opportunity in the media space. Peter is a Wall Street guy. Yeah. I'm sure you can get. I mean, I traded and, on the street you for literally, years. And uh, you literally don't uh, do print editions of anything. It's all all. Uh, I mean, that may come eventually, online. but, you know, it's a very yeah. expensive proposition and hard to make money. But yeah. that may come. Yeah. Hey, uh, I once. love coming to the war room because because I get to read Steve's papers. He's very, uh, very protective of these things. And I'm going to make I leave little notes on him for him just to piss him <laughs> off. Um, but, yeah, um, it is a digital world. Well, sir, I salute you. Um, for being uh, a beacon of information in a world of uh, left-wing misinformation. And um, we're going to watch Connecticut very carefully. But more important, Posse, you've been given some names to look, go to the web, adopt a candidate. And, um, boy, would I love to take Blumenthal out as, as senator as well. That would be it's uh, possible. That would be a great thing. It is possible. All right, Todd, uh, thanks so much for being on the War Room. Um, Thank you, Peter. All right. um, All right, so Peter K. Navarro here in the War Room. We will uh, provide you with any updates, obviously, um, with Stephen K. Bannon's situation. Our prayers are indeed with him. Uh, We are in Stephen K. Bannon's War Room. It's all started, everything's begun, and you are over, cause we're taking down the CCP, spread the word all through Hong Kong, we will fight till they're all gone, we rejoice when there's no more, let's take down the CCP. Getter has arrived, the new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Peter K. Navarro in for Stephen K. Bannon. Getter. Getter is the Twitter killer. It's better technology. It won't cancel you. Urge everybody in the posse to get with Getter and get it done. Uh, we're going to go right now to Jack Pasoba to get an update uh, from the courtroom uh, where Stephen K. Bannon um, is sitting before a judge. Jack, what's uh, where are we at now? Well, Peter, you know, as, as Steve says, there's no whining in the war room. There's no crying in the war room. The work goes on. But what we're hearing from the courtroom is this. The court just took a recess. Both sides rested for their arguments. The The judge has returned just about four minutes ago. Um, he The sentence will be imminent. Uh, he's saying that um, Mr. Bannon was a private citizen in the executive branch. It's been several years uh, before since he was employed. He's 
essentially saying that he doesn't believe that the executive privilege argument that Steve and his lawyers were making holds water. Uh, Steve, the only sentence that Steve spoke this morning so far was the judge said, Mr. Bannon, would you would you like an opportunity to speak? And 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 Steve responded, my lawyers have spoken for me, your honor. So we are looking at a sentence here dropping very, very shortly, probably within the next couple of minutes. All right, Jack, uh, at the, the nanosecond that it breaks, we will bring you right back in uh, for exactly the update. Now we're going to go uh, to Melanie uh, with with a very interesting situation. Um, tell us, uh, first of all, um, uh, well, we're going to run some B-roll that shows a situation where uh, from the Washington Post where uh, a man drove up to uh, a drop box in um, – Arizona, where apparently these things are legal, and um, hijinks ensued. Uh, Melanie, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what uh, what uh, you want to say about this. Okay, so if everyone's been following this with us this week, and I know, you know I've been out here three other times this week, so uh, and if you've been watching Truth Social, we have been blasted for, look at this guy, we're going to have to play this again because I'm going to have to narrate what's going on here. But uh, there's, you know, talk of voter intimidation at a box, this person, we didn't know which person it was, um, but evidently this is the man who has gone to the DOJ in Arizona and has claimed, look at him backing out. We're just, we're going to take some notes here in a sec. Um, he, this is the, the and, people. And Denver, have, play it one more time on a loop here so Melanie but, can, can keep going. Yeah, voter intimidation. And this, so this is the one. And so I'm so glad that there's a camera there that we didn't know about. So watch this guy. He goes around the car and watch also where the Washington Post clips and takes out footage right here. When he's at the box, putting something in, they're going to clip the video at a very convenient time, because that's when we believe we saw him stuffing the bat. Now watch what he does. He's talking off camera. He grabs his crotch and is saying something to the people off camera. He's yelling at them. Something else there goes over to his car. They clipped it again and he blows a kiss to the people watching. So this is the guy. I think what's happened is we caught a picture of him and we blew it up. We blasted it viral this last week. And I think, and he's backing out so we can't see his tag. Um, he's backing out. So I, we're pretty sure what's happened is he's upset that his picture went out there. And so he's saying that uh, mules intimidated him. I'm sorry, that we intimidated him and called him a mule. But literally, I've spoken with all my people. No one said a word to this guy. He was the one harassing the people watching. And so, and you can see right there, he's decided to show this to all America. I mean, he's got cameras on him. He knows it. And I don't know so, where this So here's, yeah, here's what's interesting. First of all, like, who took the video? Do we know? Is it credited exactly. by the Washington Post? I think WAPO got that. We don't know where. We're like, hey, we'd like to, we'd like to FOIA this video. Because that's not from a, a person. That's up in a building someplace. So, uh, what's fascinating, well, what's fascinating to me is, is these cuts that you mentioned, because it would be very unusual, um, to have a video where you turn the thing on, turn the thing off, turn the thing on. Um, do do you guys have any video of that as well? The video that we had, my, my wonderful people who were sitting there on the sidelines um, had never really grabbed video before, so it was kind of wobbly. They were looking at the guy, not through the camera, and so as they were videoing, yeah. it kind of hit the statement and stuff. So we have it a little bit, but not that clear. I'm really excited. that. Is the really allegation cool. here that, that he, he put in something other than a single envelope? 
from what it looked like to the people on the ground, he had yeah. ballots alert and uh, walked Ball- around. Ballot- he had ballots what? More extra ballots stuck up in his shirt. Okay. And so oh, in his shirt. Up, yeah. In like his shirt. Up, it looked like he was oh, pulling fascinating. them out. Yeah, that's when they clipped the yeah. video. So that'd be interesting to see that little piece that they clipped out. And what's the law on this? Are you allowed to um, uh, drop more than one ballot into the box? You are not in Arizona. I believe it's you only... You are not in Arizona. I believe it's only one so, or, your, or you and your so spouse. So this would but... be... This would be kind of an interesting, okay, let's throw the gauntlet down to WAPO. WAPO, <laughs> we want to see the whole video, nothing but the whole video. Uh, and, and we need you, um, darkness, what is it, truth dies in darkness? Is that, is that the <laughs> WAPO line? Um, let's put a little sunshine on this, Melody. I, I, this is one to keep, uh, keep putting out there because if you, what have we got? We got, we got a, a clipped video where where and a guy backing out so you can't see his license plate your claim is that uh, nothing was said to him and he was grabbing his crotch and and um, acting in an abusive way that, that's basically the story well and you want to know what he actually said from the people on the ground he said yeah, y'all looking please he said y'all looking for mules well i got an elephant for you <laughs> so then he's doing these gestures. did yeah. you get any so, recording of that I, I, no did we don't you get have any video. recording no we're okay. 75 a by law, so no, we couldn't get the video. Right. But that's what that he was saying. Which All right, is, well, know, um, I, let's uh, let's get <laughs> Washington Post. Come on now, Washington Post, release the whole video to Melanie and the American people, and um, let's get to the bottom of this. this. Is actually kind of interesting because mm, there's a not so fine line between voter intimidation and voter fraud. Melanie, uh, keep doing the Lord's work out there in Arizona. We are going to have a clean election, hopefully, out there. But if not, we got to just just go out on game day, drive up turnout. Uh, only legal votes are going to count. And um, Peter K. Navarro here in the war room for Stephen K. Bannon. Our prayers are with him. We will have an update for you very quickly. <laughs> 